Hey, this is Jennifer Miles with the Church Online Podcast, and I am here with Angela Craig today, who is the pastor at Pursuit Church Live, and I am so excited to have her here. Um, We've been friends for, oh, I don't know, about two years now, Mm -hmm. and I just love hearing her heart for her ministry and what they are doing. So with that, let's go ahead and get started. Um, So Angela, tell me a little bit about why you started Pursuit Church Live. Well, thank you for inviting me, friend. I'm really excited to be here, and this is such an important conversation. So thank you, everybody, for listening and being a part of this conversation. Why did I start Pursuit Church Live? For 10 years, I worked for the Northwest Ministry Network, which is part of the Assemblies of God, and we, my job was to strengthen and develop uh, leaders in the church. And five years or so ago, I started online uh, groups for women specifically, for female leaders in the church. And what I started to see was that we were advertising through Facebook and women were coming and asking to be part of these groups that were not attached to a local community. They loved Jesus, but they didn't have a church that they went to. They either couldn't go to church or possibly they'd been hurt by church. And that really got my attention because some of our groups were 40% of these women who loved Jesus, wanted to serve Jesus, but didn't have a local church or wouldn't go to local church. So as I did more research, I came to find out, which many of you know, uh, as the church is, the traditional church is declining uh, as a pretty quick rate, unfortunately, we want to change that. (laughs) And so about, it's almost 65% of people in, in the United States do not or cannot attend a church and it's higher in other countries. And so I went to our uh, Assembly of God national office and said, I want to start a, um, a church, uh, a social media church. Did I know what that looked like at the time? No, not really. But I knew that I wanted to do something. And I knew that people were spending anywhere from four to 11 hours online. And I felt like the church should be uh, part of that should be part of that influence to make Jesus the center of what people were watching on their phones. Yeah. So then you ended up starting Pursuit Church Live and it just has evolved over time. Yeah. So it took a while, of course, as you can imagine, there's a lot of questions around online church. Uh, How are you doing the five functions of the church is one question. Who are you going to serve? How are you going to fill out your, uh, ACML report, which is like, how many people sat in the pews? How many people did you baptize? How many people were baptized in the Holy Spirit? Like all these questions come up. And uh, sometimes it's hard to wrap our minds around that. You know, how do you have real community online? Right. And so I just got started. We started on Facebook and we basically tried every social media um, channel we could and just wanted to see if anything would take hold. And we, it actually did. Uh, Facebook was definitely the place uh, for, to leverage technology to, to reach every corner of the world. And with Facebook's help, we could do that for almost free. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's really um, kind of blown my, my mind and my church box. <laughs> <laughs> so now you do services on Sunday, right? You have a video. Well, we actually, we are 24 seven as far as we have things going on all day long. And we didn't actually start out doing videos 
on Sunday quickly came to find out that even if people don't go to church or can't go to church, they expect church to be on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so we do, we have something every day. So yes, we do church on Sundays. We, uh, we had like, we had prayer online today. We had worship yesterday. And, and so there's always something going on at Pursuit Church Live. And we, we follow a theme every month or for instance, in the summer, it's uh, relationship status. And we're talking about relationships and, and we'll have in, we also have groups. So smaller groups online and we utilize that. So we'll be talking about uh, dating. So if you're single and you want to talk about dating or possibly meet someone in a Facebook group, you can come join us. <laughs> like Christian Mingle. <laughs> right. Christian Mingle at Pursuit Church Life. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. No. Uh, anyways, but that gives you a little overview. We have a, a, a prayer room that's very active and it's beautiful, beautiful community of praying people from all over the world. Okay. Well, excellent. And then I noticed one of the other things you do is, um, looks like monthly you sponsor a charity or some ministry and any of the ties or offering you get go to that ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So our church again is, is structured a little bit different. We don't have the overhead of a building. Uh, we, it took us about a year to decide that we were not going to take income as staff or our team members, that we wanted to dedicate that to the people in our community somehow. Because, because our church is, let's say 50% not in the United States and we're in many developing countries, we're in 45 countries, 43 different languages. Um, I get emails, messages, daily, weekly, that are requesting education and shelter and food. And I thought, how are we going to solve this problem? I am just one person with a very small team and we don't have a huge income. And, and so we just decided as a team uh, that we would all be bivocational. I teach at a university as well. And, um, and that we would dedicate our money to uh, supporting nonprofit organizations that are on the ground. So for instance, uh, Cure International, we have a huge uh, following in Uganda and we needed people, we had medical needs and people need immunizations. And so we started doing that. So my big brain idea, which I hope really catches on, (laughs) is that collectively, if we came together collectively for the common good, we could do a lot. So if every person gave $1 a week to the charity of the month, imagine everybody on Facebook, if they did that, 2 billion people. visit Facebook a month like that would be a pretty big deal and it's not huge for each of us to give a dollar so you can go on uh, Pursuit Church Live and be a difference maker so what's this month's charity this month's charity is Doctors Without Borders and I know many of you are familiar with the incredible work that they have been doing for uh, many many years so that makes a lot of sense. People are asking for medical help and for other things that that would be the month. That would be the ministry for the month. So mm-hmm. excited. So we'll see how many people come and give. Yes, please do. Come and give. Who listens, and come give a dollar. The other thing about Facebook is, is that you can, uh, for all of you that have nonprofits, you can set up your nonprofit with Facebook and 100% of the proceeds uh, goes towards your nonprofit. So we basically connect our Facebook to uh, Doctors Without Borders 
and then Facebook does all the transactional work. We don't have to, we don't touch any of the money. Oh, and that's nice. Yeah. So just for those that are interested, they make it really easy and they take care of all the transaction fees. Facebook does. And so they're doing some good in the world. Oh, well, very cool. Well, so um, you talked a little bit about um, some of the people that you have that attend. It sounded like a lot of your population or a lot of your audience was overseas. So when you started, who did you think you were going to reach? Oh, goodness. Anybody who would listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably how a lot of us start. Yeah. I really, I had no idea. My heart really was for those who didn't have a church and uh, people on the fringe, people that had, um, couldn't attend church or, um, or had been hurt in church. I felt like those were my people. Like I really wanted to, to, for them to know that they're seen by, by Jesus and by me. I mean, I wanted them to know how important their lives were. So that, I think that was my target. I know people would say, you have to have an avatar of some sort for online, you know, pick like one demographic. And I really honestly never could really just pick one, one demographic. And, and I'm glad that I didn't because that really opened our, our ministry up to everybody. Mm -hmm. And, and what ended up happening is we have, like I said, uh, over 50% is not in the United States and in many developing countries and many, you know, war torn countries, people are coming from um, refugee camps. We have people that are chronically ill that can't attend a church or who are in loca locations where there are no churches. And so our goal is really that number one, people are online to be seen. We want to see people. We want to love them and we want them to know Jesus. And then if they can get plugged into a local community, we have a, a whole system online they can, um, that we plug them into a local community and we'll connect them in person with someone. And that, I love that part. Yeah, that's great. I love how you do that. Um, okay, so this is kind of the big question we ask everyone. How do you mm -hmm. define church online? Hmm. <laughs> well, I would say that um, for me, church online, I always say that church online is the front porch to faith. And it's really the place where we can reach people at the tip of our fingertips. We can reach almost every corner of the world, almost every country. And so we are able to do that. We're able to create meaningful community and engage in daily discipleship. And those things have become, those were things just were a vision in my mind that have become a real true reality for us. Because people can come to online church and um, they don't have to be seen they can check it out. It's not the same as having to go through those doors in a local church. But what I encourage ch local churches to do is to have an online presence because Facebook is your yellow pages and they, people want to come and see what you're doing. They want to get to know you. They want to know that you're a safe place for them to actually come in person. Yeah. And, and so that's what I think happens with our community is that we People come to Pursuit Church Live, maybe a post shows up in their feed or someone shares something 
and they're like, okay, these people are all right. Like, <laughs> and we are very much about um, everybody being included. We are about pursuing faith and purpose together every day. And I really want my goal as a pastor is to help people to integrate their faith into everyday living and so that they can go out and um, be Jesus to the world. Yeah. So do you feel like right now, um, I know one of the things we've talked about is like, what is the full expression of church online? Do you mm -hmm. feel like you're moving towards that goal or that you've already achieved that with Pursuit Church Live? I love that question. What does the full expression of, of church look like? Well, for any pastor, I, I would feel like there's never a time when you arrive where you feel like that's, we're you know, hitting it on all cylinders. Uh, I would say, though, that the full expression of online church, it moves a lot faster than in-person church. And so it's pretty exciting to watch the transformation of people. And I wrote this down because I feel like there are many times that in our online church that it resembles a flash mob. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and like today when we had over 6,000 people uh, for prayer and 179 um, comments. I mean, that's not that much as far as like big platforms online, but for us, that is huge. And that to me is like this flash mob of people. And what I want it to be is this radical, fearless, passionate followers of God that come like from every corner of the world and learn how to, sh to share their faith in words and actions. And I think together, like when we come together for the collective good, we can really solve people's problems. And um, I see that in the example of the early church. And so the more that I do online church, the more I see how it resembles like what the apostles were doing. And that really excites me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, let's see. Uh, what are, so some of the other questions I have, uh, like what are the activities someone should be doing if you're going to call yourself a church? And I think this kind of goes back to when you first started, I know that the denomination you're in kind of looks at five things to say, mm -hmm. are these the things that happen? Mm -hmm. So what are those things? For assemblies of God and for most churches, they say the function of the churches are uh, worship discipleship, evangelism, uh, community, and service. Like, do people have a place to plug in for service? And that is why we were approved as Assembly of God churches, because we do all those things. Um, now, when we, I don't know that Jesus carried around that checklist, but I see why we've come up with it, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I really, I like to focus on this. When we look at the apostles who had this cutting-edge movement, they they really, what their job was, was to go into the communities and teach people the way of Jesus. And that hasn't changed today. That's really what our churches are doing. There's this movement of us teaching, um, teaching people the way of Jesus, like not just the way to the church building, but the way of living like him. And when we live like Jesus, and everybody who's listening is totally on board with this, I know, we actually look different in the world. And people are like, what is different about you? Why is your life, I'm watching your life change in front of my eyes. And, and so being online, we have such an opportunity because 
we're in, um, we're able to influence people daily instead of um, whatever it is now. I think it's people are in church two and a half hours a month if they're yeah. a church offender. So we're not only able to um, help people that already are consider themselves Christian, but ones that have left the church because they're hurt, people that are um, can't go to church or possibly like we have people in refugee camps um, and they'll share on a phone uh, our messages or um, our posts and all of that makes a difference in how people live. All, we're being influenced every day by social media. It influences how we think. And I know, Jen, you're an expert about, uh, about this. So, <laughs> it's, and how we act in, in the world because of what we're seeing online every day. So um, tangibly, we want to do just what the early church was doing and what Jesus was doing, going to people, going out to people, teaching them the ways of Jesus, and then seeing their lives transformed to the point where um, that is infectious for others. Yeah, and then that you're, you're really doing it every day. It's not just, hey, mm -hmm. on Sunday we'll be back here. It's every day you have something that yep. show people what it looks like to be a disciple. And, and I think when I asked pastors when I was, when I was a director at the network office, for Assembly of God, I would ask them, what is your biggest need? And they would say to get people in church. And, and so this is a different way of doing it is that you don't, I mean, of course, we want people to attend in-person community, but people are creating community online. Whether you like it or I like it, this is where people are creating community. So I wanna be a part of that community. And uh, it's making a huge difference. Well, and one of the things that I hear a lot when I talk to different online pastors is um, they're creating community online, but what they're also finding is that the conversations they're having online, their people are taking those offline as well. They're having conversations in their physical community, not in all places, but in a lot of places. And so they are seeing that expression of online turn to offline Mm -hmm. um, just in a very different way where we're used to it being very central. It's mm -hmm. becoming decentralized mm -hmm. and we're leading that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people connect and online faster than in person because you yeah. can be vulnerable behind a screen much faster than you can be in person. And that has been something that's really, again, broken my church box of how people build community, how they relate and and the faster you're vulnerable and transparent the faster you can change and and so that's something that we have to think about as a church is just like i when i was a pastor at a church i didn't know if that person who was listening to me talk if anything was actually getting through if it was effective because the only time i ever could measure it was when they were in the church doors or when they served for a church. Um, and with online, you can see people's lives change by what they post, what they share. Uh, and, and so there are ways as far as measuring things of change is that you can see people's lives change much faster when you have the influence of Jesus. Yeah, that's great. 
Well, so I don't want to keep you too long, but I have a few more questions for you. Um, Especially for people who are listening, who are just getting started. Like what's the one thing that you wish you knew at the beginning that you know now? Oh, well, okay. There's a list, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I think the, the one thing, if I had to pick one thing, I would say you don't need expensive equipment or a studio to start doing digital ministry because really all digital ministry is, is that you are, um, you need to spend time. This isn't just about posting your great sermons and, um, you know, Bible, Bible scriptures or, um, great pictures. That's, that's great. But what, what digital ministry is about and church online is really about is engaging people in conversation. And that first thing is that you need to see them. You need to, to see that they're there. So you really need to know that this is a full time, like you're going to be messaging people. You're going to be emailing people. You're going to be video calling people. You're going to, you know, there's all these ways of communicating now that we have, uh, we use WhatsApp. I mean, it's, it's incredible the opportunities that we have, but that's what I guess if I, for one thing, I wouldn't have spent a lot of money on, you know, don't rent a studio. You don't need the expensive lighting or cameras because people just really want to be seen and they want to know their lives have meaning and that you care about them and that Jesus cares about them. And so I would just start there. Yeah, that's great. I always feel like it has to be perfect and it's really about the relationship. If you connect, that's what people are looking for. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, So what's one thing you would do differently? What would I do differently? Hmm. Uh, Well, we didn't start out having a live prayer and we do that differently now. (laughs) And I would say that people, whether you follow Jesus or not, you're not opposed to prayer. And, and so that is the deepest connection we could have with someone is to care about them, pray about them, pray with them, and then teach them to pray. And so we do that. We like our prayer room, we set it up so that it's, we have a team, but that team, we don't advertise, well, the pastor is going to pray for you. It's really teaching them to pray for each other. And uh, so I think differently, I would do that. Um, There, when, when you're doing digital ministry, it moves so fast. You really have to be a person who is flexible. And I think I would have been less frustrated up front with just technology and the learning curve of technology (laughs) because there is a big learning curve and there's every day it changes. And so now I've kind of accepted that. And I think, um, I see that as a positive now and, um, Yes, connecting yourself with others that are doing digital ministry is really important. And having a network of people that are like-minded, that is definitely important. And so when I started, that's who I started seeking to um, meet. And that's why Jen and I know each other now, uh, is because that was really important to me, is that we are in this together as the collective global church. And... um, so that's important. Yeah. Um, so uh, I know we've talked a little bit about that it's Pursuit Church Live, but how do people find you? Is that really just what they'd search for? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I happen to be on Facebook a lot. 
<laughs> I wonder can, why. <laughs> you could always message me and find me at, and actually find Angela Craig online. That's probably easier than, I mean, you can do Pursuit Church Live and uh, message there, but you can also just find Angela Craig. And then also, I mean, I like people to call me on the phone. I'm not opposed to that. You don't really have to make, uh, make an appointment because if I can't talk, I won't pick up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we can uh, post my email address and things for people if you have that. Yeah, I'll put that in the podcast notes. Great. Yeah, excellent. Well, I think that is the end of our time. So thank you so much for spending some time with me talking a little bit about what you're doing at Pursuit Church Live. I know that I watch kind of from afar and I'm always very excited to see what you're doing and just am so happy, um, one, that you followed your heart with it because I know that it was probably a really big decision to do that. Um, and two, that you're just out there getting to know people and letting God just kind of lead you where he will take you. Um, I know it's a different challenge probably every day. So I love the heart you have for it. Thank you, friend. I appreciate that. And thanks for inviting me. And definitely, if anybody ha that's listening has questions, don't, I mean, you might, I might've just opened up a giant can of worms for people. So <laughs> don't hesitate to, uh, you know, get in touch with me and I'll help you pick through it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with me. Yes. Thank you. You have a wonderful day.